I was trying to find like a 10, 11 week training uh, schedule for to train for 100 miles. There's not one out there. Um, there, well, actually, that's not true. There's only one out there, and it's the David Goggins one, and it's pretty much like it's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Welcome to the Action Takers Podcast. I am your co-host Nate. We got JC here with us as always. JC, how is it going, dude? It's uh, it's raining here in Georgia, and I'm I'm packed, ready to go. Last week we we touched on like the beginning of the podcast of like we're we're headed out onto another venture we're gonna we bought an rv and we've been kind of fixing things up to uh to essentially start and to be honest with you i thought i was going to be four hours south of where i'm currently at which you know it's the way it goes we we were kind of stressed out about it uh of leaving on time but that's just kind of the way it goes so i'm doing good a little little stressed out but nothing nothing too much to worry about um how's how's it going out there in uh, beautiful california Oh man, it was a beautiful day today. You know, uh, low seventies. Uh, no rain. It was raining yesterday. No rain today. So it's uh, yeah, it's kind of weird weather. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going great. You know, just enjoying my day off and getting my things done. And uh, yeah, man, ready, ready to do our, our weekly podcast. Dude, it's uh, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I I am utterly just I am utterly like shocked by technology you know what i mean like it's so when we were getting ready to do this rv thing when we were traveling the last time we were in like the beginning of the year when we were driving across the united states wi-fi sucks and i'm not saying like wi-fi to like watch your netflix or you know play on your ipad that worked fine but like in order to like edit this podcast and like edit youtube videos and upload content the Wi-Fi sucked. Like wherever we went, like Starbucks, every like not just Starbucks, like McDonald's, RV parks, KOAs, whatever it was. Like, dude, Wi-Fi was just horrible. So, uh, like three or four days ago, I was I was trying to leave yesterday, right? But we were waiting for this one package to come in, and it was Starlink, dude. This is the most magical thing I've ever dove into when it comes to like fucking internet, man. And then I went down this rabbit hole of like. Being self-sustained, and we've we dove into this whole like four-hour YouTube journey of solar generators and like powering your house so you're completely off the grid, and then you have Starlink to be able to like still use your devices, and then you got your battery powers and your solar panels, dude. I'm I'm on a weird like uh, weird prepper journey, especially with with the things that are going on in the world, which is just absolutely nuts, but not too shocking. Um, and, uh, so it's just, dude, it's been, it's been weird to say the, to, to, to say the least. I mean, we could probably have a podcast on, uh, on that, you know, prepping, uh, getting the stuff you need. If you are going to go, uh, travel around and, and be off the grid and, and, uh, different, uh, things that you would need. I mean, that's, that's a whole podcast topic in itself. Dude, it's, there's so much stuff out there nowadays. Like three or four years ago when I kind of dove into this topic, like kind of heavily, heavily heaven i bleep that edit that word out jc um but uh dude technology has changed so fast and like everything's so much like more accessible and it's so much easier like i was looking at three or four years ago i was looking at like solar farms and like battery backups and and inverters and converters and ac to dc watts watt hours and all this nonsense i don't understand and then i found this company that literally it's just in a box (laughs) 
It's fucking remarkable. So maybe, maybe not today, but uh, maybe in the future we could. We yeah, I think we. I think it'd be a good idea to have like a little prepper prepper episode. I mean, it's a fun topic. It's it's been a thing for I don't know how long. You know, there used to be the show on on uh, a History Channel or National Geographic about preppers. I mean, it's and and yeah, now now with the way things are, um, we touched on it. You know, current events. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that more and more people are doing because you just never know. You never know when something can happen, and it's not always. Ha- it doesn't always have to be an extreme thing because I, I mean, especially here in California, a lot of people have. your stuff you got nowhere to live like um you know or i guess any type of natural disasters it, it's it's something that is more common these days or even in texas when they've had like the power outages for for weeks because of weather like it's it's something that is more and more common that people are doing just because of even natural disasters or stuff just happening it doesn't always have to be the extreme uh, zombie apocalypse uh, type stuff well and that's dude that's where i went i went down a rabbit hole where i was like all of a sudden, I was looking at you know, I was looking at acres of land somewhere in the middle of the United States with a with a creek or a river running through the property, and I'm like, you know, with good sunlight and like all four seasons, and on top of a mountain, which you know, I don't know how a river runs on top of a mountain, but uh, dude, I I dove, and then I was like, oh, we could, you know, we could build our own like hut, you know, and come just have this off the grid cabin, and I'm like, this, my wife's like, what? What do you do? Like we're we're about to climb into an RV. We're not we're, we're not. This is not part of the plan. And I'm like, oh well, maybe it is. You know, you never know. You get to Texas and you know you freak out a little bit and you you know you buy a plot of land somewhere. Right. Well, the the one I always enjoy is the plot of land where they already have like the old uh, bunker. You know, from the old missile silo. You know, like so the underground stuff. That's the uh, that's the plot of land I want. You know, I guess somewhere in the middle of Oklahoma or. Uh, I don't know, freaking somewhere around there where they have that. <laughs> I think that's a tornado Just, shelter. Is, well, not sure, whatever. But I've seen them where they've taken the old missile silos or whatever, and they freaking have like, you know, they had the old school like 1970s computers in them, but then the people transformed it into like an actual living, living space. So that's always kind of cool. Uh, Dude, that would be that would be pretty legit. I just don't know if I want to spend that much time in, you know, wherever the hell you said, Oklahoma. I, I just don't know. Yeah. You know. Not as your primary uh, <laughs> residence, but, you know, a, a backup, you know, second secondary place, you know, just to go chill out if you need to, I guess. Uh, well, it would be pretty cool. It it would be, and it's and it's one of those things that, like, you could just, I mean, good God, it, it is a huge rabbit hole that you can dive into, and I've I've only touched the surface of it, but... It brings us to the one of the topics I wanted to talk about last week, and I kind of re-brought it up because, dude, I have been stressed. I have been worried, like, for whatever reason, like, dude, these last, like, couple weeks or the last, like, real four or five months, my life has been kind of I, – I haven't had a clear direction. Like, I knew, what dire- I, I knew which way I wanted to go, you know. I wanted to go west or east or whatever, and – I do. I was so stressed out about the exact path and the exact like, you know, boxes we were gonna check. And dude, I, I, I had to, I had. So I take notes on books, right? So I read a book like three or four years ago called "Stop Worrying and Start Living," and I, re- I revisited some of those notes, and it brought back this topic because, dude, I was just, dude, I was having like chest pains. My wife's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Like, are you all right?" And I'm like, "Ah." just worried like for whatever reason and 
dude, like I, so I kind of reread these notes and kind of refreshed my memory on like how to deal with certain things. And I wanted to bring this topic up because I, I think it's good to talk about because I think a lot of people bury their stress, their anxiety, their worrying. And I wanted to kind of know, like, how do you deal with those certain types of, you know, incidences or issues or these unknowns that kind of pop up in your world? I, I mean, that one of the hardest things is to, and I, and I, when people ask me, I'm like, control what you can control, right? Because that, that's a lot of our worrying sometimes is things that we just have no control of, right? Like, um, you know, it, especially when it, when it has to do with jobs or works, right? Like, you know, you're off work and you're still stressing about work. It's like, Hey, you're not there. Like, there's nothing you can control. Or when you submit something like, Hey, it's already turned in. Like you can't do anything about it now. So there's no point of worrying. Um, you know, my, I, I feel like I've gotten better and better at it over the years. And, and, you know, it's funny, you're, you're talking about this. I'm, I'm reading the book, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And it kind of, it kind of, and the whole point of it is, is not to really, you know, it's a little bit deeper than how it sounds. And it's basically that, you know, it talks about how to not worry, you know, like basically, you know, all the different things, because all the different things we worry about, whether it's social media, like, oh, what do people think of us when we do this or when we post this or, I mean, so it, it's similar topic and, and touching on that things. And it is, it's, it's a skill that we have to develop to be able to not worry about things. It's because that's just, we are, are, uh, beginnings right was like worrying like how are we going to eat every day how are we going to find shelter like you know like our ten thousand years ago our, our our beginning as as humans was uh basically flight or fight right every day and, and worrying about all these different things so it's it's a lot of the stuff that's in our nature it's different things we have to worry about you know, how we can go to the grocery store and get our food and we all have uh places to live. i think it's just in our in our being so it is definitely a thing, a skill that you have to develop. And, and it just takes time of working on it, not worrying. Well, dude, so like one of the things that I've discovered that helps me the most, especially in these types of situation is I'll write down everything that is like worrying or stressing me out. And then I'll just start working on how to solve those problems. You know what I mean? And then, and then just literally delete the ones that I have no control over. So for example, uh, like, a, like a couple months ago, a fucking hurricane hit one of our rental properties. And dude, I was so stressed out about it. Like I was freaking out. And at the end of the day, it's like, I have like, what am I going to do? I can't drive down there. I'm on the other side of the country. Um, we haven't got any reports. So we haven't got any bad news. Like all we can do is just worry. And finally I was like, fuck it. Like I, I'll, in two weeks, I'm going to call the property manager because uh, two weeks ago, they didn't have any fucking power or telephone lines up. I, I'm just going to, I'll call them in two weeks. And then I just completely stopped worrying about it. And it was one of the things that like helped me out the most was just literally writing down what the hell I was worried about. And then if I could fix it, I fixed it. Like for example, today I was stressed out about the fucking tire pressure in my stupid RV tires, right? Cause that's a huge deal. You're, you're dragging you know, six, seven, eight, nine thousand pounds behind you, your truck, if the thing blows out at, you know, 65 miles an hour, you're going to have a huge problem. Well, part of the problem is just literally just having good tire pressure. And so what did I do? I fucking filled up the tires with air. Like I, I bought a little tire pressure monitor and I put it on there. I'm like, Oh, it needs some PSI. Great. I filled it up. Boom. No more worry. Now 
to also address that worry is I have a spare tire and I have the tools and the things necessary to fix the spare tire when it does blow out. And I think that was one of the things that like I, I took away the most from my, my notes on that book I read. And it just, I don't know, it's one of those tools, tips that I can kind of give the audience or, you know, you, the listener, um, you know, to help you move forward without as much stress or anxiety or, or worry. Yeah, it's, it's writing it down or, or just even, even just thinking about like, look, okay, I'm worrying about this. Why am I worrying about this? And and exactly that to that. Is there anything I can do about it? Yes. You know, like basically having a fucking chart going left or right, you know, can I do anything about it? Yes or no? Like, okay, if I can, okay, what can I do? If I can't, then, you know, Hey, stop worrying. But it, it, it sometimes it, it's really hard though, right? It, it's hard for all of us. We all have things that we run. Like, my gosh, I worry the most on my days off because I have like so much free time and I'm like, fuck, am I doing, am, I'm worried. Am I doing enough on my day off? Am I taking advantage of this day to be productive enough? Did I do enough? And that's like, cause the days I work, it's like, oh, okay. No, I'm, I, it's, everything is more, uh, systematic i know i'm going to the gym first thing i'm doing this i'm doing that um then i'm working like it's all but on these three days where it's more you know i have more freedom of doing other things i just worry am i being productive enough and that i know is a silly thing to worry about because it's like it's your day off you should enjoy it you should recharge but no i'm worried about uh did i do enough so what let's talk about goals nate it's something that you know we're we're reaching i mean we're in the fourth and final quarter of the year and it's something I don't. I don't think we had a quarter, like little. We usually do like a quarter podcast, you know. Like, hey, you got six months left, or you got three months left. What is there anything that's like on your goal sheet that you haven't met yet? Uh, there's definitely. Uh, yeah, there's a few things uh, that I haven't met. Uh, I mean, everything really, because most of mine are yearly goals, right? So uh, I'm closing in on on a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, a lot of. I mean, and because of how my view on them, I set my goals really high, right? I said that are, they're probably 10 times what they should know. Actually, I, I probably didn't do 10 times, probably like five times, but nonetheless, they're, they're pretty <laughs> okay. high. And, and I, and I, that's, and, and I, that's what I believe in doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a few of them that I'm probably not going to reach, uh, just because I, I set them very high. And, uh, but what the good thing about that is for next year is like, okay, cool. Uh, I got this far. Now, how can I, you know, set them even higher and get even farther along? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm closing in on a couple of them. You know, I'm probably going to hit reading the amount of books I want to read soon. Um, so that that's probably the that was the one that I said that was a realistic one. Uh, everything else I said was pretty, pretty, uh, you know, to push meant to push me to to go beyond just hey, I'm going to hit this and be happy. You almost said unrealistic. I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to call them unrealistic. They're just, they are just more than, than a person. And, I, and that's what I want. I want, I always enjoy saying things that are just extreme, that people like look at me funny, say that's not going to happen, whatever, because that gives me that little added feel to, to know I'm doing the right thing and where I'm going. Dude, it's, uh, I, I was looking at my goals again this year and, I, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, I, I pretty much announced that I money is not a motivator for me for whatever reason. Like I it's it's just I don't know. Like I, I, I usually set these financial goals and I it's weird to say, but it's like ah, I just don't really give a shit. And I I mean I care, but I'd like 
I base my life on like having fun and like having adventures and doing like crazy cool epic shit. And I was looking at I was looking at the financial one and it was like I don't know what I think it was like fifteen twenty thousand dollars a month or whatever it was. And I'm swinging and missing. Like unless I'm gonna win the lotto, like unless I start playing the lotto, you know, you're gonna see JC at the fucking scratchers and the fucking casino. I'm not sure if I'm gonna I'm gonna meet that goal. I'm gonna have to do something fucking buck wild um, to hit it. But I was. I was thinking about it and I'm like, it's really not that far off. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of took your path on the financial stuff of like kind of setting my financial expectation kind of out of the normal because I don't know anyone that can, that actually makes that much money, which is probably a problem. Um, but then I looked at like some of the, the physical goals that I've, I've, I have accomplished and then I haven't accomplished. And I was looking at like the, the, the amount of days left in the year. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, there's less than three months, but you still got quite a bit of time. You could accomplish some really cool stuff in a short amount of time. If you just kind of set your mind to it. And I'm one of those persons that always, I'm a little, I'm like you, Nate, I, I'm a bit crazy. Right. So like one of my goals this year was to run hundred miles. Well, I didn't accomplish it. I, I failed miserably. Like I got hurt. I didn't train properly. My diet sucked. I almost killed myself with kidney disease or kidney failure. Like I broke my foot. Like it just, it was just like bad shit after bad shit. And it was just like, eh, you know, and then, then I was looking at the date. I'm like, holy shit. Like maybe I could still pull this off. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, honestly, was there's a race at the very end of the year. It's, it's December 31st, and it's a 100-mile ultramarathon. It's not the most – it's not the biggest, sexiest ultramarathon race, but it's it's a fucking 100 miles, right? And that – I mean, I can promise you if it's on flat ground or on, or on the side of a cliff, it's incredibly hard no matter what. I mean, I I was looking at my race that I fell down. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I, I did more elevation climbing in in that race than I ever would in this this other race. Maybe it'll be easier. But I wanted to ask you, is that, you know, with the short time frame, with so many, you know, with a couple months, like two and a half months left, like, is there still room or time to, to accomplish some of the things that you want to get done? Is it something that is obtainable? Uh, I think there is. I mean, yeah, we have almost three full months. We're, we're barely into the second week of October. So, uh, yeah, depending on what they are, I mean, if you can get really focused, really tunnel vision on your goals, I think that there is a chance to, to do it, especially that. I mean, man, David Goggins only needed like two weeks to train for one. So, I mean, you, you, you got, you got two and a half months. You got plenty of time to get, get those, uh, train for that hundred miles. I was looking at, so I started, I looked back at my original training, uh, schedule for, for the running. Right. So I just, I started in like December 15th, I think was my start date, uh, last year. And then the race day was like, I think it was May, May 6th, May 6th or 7th. And, uh, so I had a ton of time, like four and a half months, like, and normally like as, as a non runner, like they usually say like, give yourself six months. So I was trying to find like a 10, 11 week training, uh, schedule for, to train for hundred miles. There's not one out there. Um, there, well, actually that's not true. There's only one out there and it's the David Goggins one. And it's pretty much like, you know, lift a ton of weights and then, you know, be incredibly overweight, out of shape when it comes to running and just get up off your ass and go do it. It's going to be incredibly painful. You'll probably send yourself to the hospital, but it's obtainable. And I was just, I was like, holy shit, there is, there is a training plan out there. Just go do it. 
Oh yeah. I mean that just with anything, I mean, that's just take action and go do whatever it is that you're trying to do. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if it's financial, it usually means you need to make more phone calls, shake more hands, um, you know, do more sales. If it's, if it's something like that, right. Uh, weight loss, it's, Hey, I need to spend more time on the treadmill. I need to spend more time on whatever it is. You know, it's, it's just all a matter or most of it is just taking more action. Right. Cause that's, what most of your people do is procrastinate and, you know, aren't doing the steps necessary. And then when it comes down to it, oh, shoot, it's, look what time it is already. And I haven't taken enough action and this is where I'm at. But I mean, I, there's still an opportunity. Like if you had your 2023 goals written down in front of you and, and most people have already failed. Most people have already given up, you know, they're, they're eating Cheetos for lunch and you know, they, they've given up and I, I still think there's time. Like I, I would encourage, I would encourage you, the listener, to just pull those back out and be like, "All right, what can I get done? What can I get done before Christmas? What can I get done before Thanksgiving? What can I get done before the end of this week?" And I was so, especially this, this at the start of this year, I was so focused on daily goals, right? So I've done 75 hard. I've, I've, I've attempted it three times. I've accomplished it twice, and you're so focused on like the daily things that you get discouraged um, on like the daily achievements, right? Which is a great thing. Like it feels amazing when you, when you string together, you know, a couple hundred days of doing something incredible, something that's, you know, life changing. What is your thought on, instead of doing daily goals, how about weekly goals? I got this from Jesse Isler and he, he did like a, a mind shift chase so like he was explaining he's like i got four kids like dude there's emergencies and business things and all these all these things that pop up that you kind of have no control over what and he goes listen i quit saying like i'm gonna run every day he goes i just say i'm gonna run seven days you know i'm gonna run seven times this week i'm gonna write you know instead of i'm gonna write you know 10 pages a day i'm just gonna write seven pages or i'm gonna write 70 pages a week and if I miss a couple of days, it's not that big of a deal. I just know I'm going to have to do a little bit more work, you know, when those emergencies have, have cleared. And I thought that was a cool, interesting perspective on how I'm going to kind of transition into 2024. Yeah. I mean, daily goals. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I prefer calling them daily habits, but you know, the big thing is having those habits uh, that you're doing daily is towards your goals. Um and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's however you want to call it, many ways it's going to cat. Um, it, it's just basically doing them day in and day out to, you know, produce the result you're looking for, um, which is, yeah, if you haven't started yet, get on it. And 2024, don't wait till 2024, start right now. Well, and I, I just thought it was a, a, a different perspective because I'd never, I'd never heard it kind of explained that way. And maybe I wasn't a good listener and maybe someone has told me that before, but <laughs> I just thought it was a cool alternative because the biggest excuse I get, like, especially with the people that like come to me and they're like, oh, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, great. How, you know, what, what's your, like, what's your plan? What is your goal? And they're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I retire in 20 years and then I'm going to go for it. And I'm like, okay, stop wasting my fucking time. Because in 20 years, I, things are going to shift. Your goalposts are going to move. Like you're, you know, you have nine kids in college or whatever. And then I, then I meet these other people and they're like, oh, love what you're doing. Like, how do I do exactly what you do? And I go, all right, well, how many cars do you have? And they're like, we have four. And I'm like, how many people can drive in your house? They go, 
two. I go, we'll sell two of your cars. And they're like, ah, but that one's the soccer car. And that one's the, you know, get muddy truck car. And then that one, that's, that's my husband's deer truck. And I'm like, okay, well, what the, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, I'm giving you the path, you know, to accomplish these goals and you're not willing to do anything. You know what I mean? And it seems like oftentimes the people who, who are like encouraged, but then are like scared. They're like not willing to like break the mold and like break break out of that fucking like normal lifestyle. Those you know that that cow herd mentality. What what would you say to those people? Because I am struggling, man. I I look at these people like literally. I went to this gathering and this lady comes up. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. You're retired. You get to run, work out whenever you want. Like you get to hang out with your kid every day. She goes. I go. Well, what's what's like? What's your big scary goal? She goes. I just want to be you know debt free. And I'm like. Well, sell your house. She's like, ah, you know, I really like my house. I go, well, okay, we'll sell like nine of your cars and fucking your RV and all this shit you don't use. Yeah, but one day we'll use it. And I'm like, all right, well, get the fuck away from me. Like, you're driving me crazy. Get away. Like, stop. Your big, crazy, cool goal is to be debt free and you're not willing to sell all the shit that's making you in debt. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, what, I mean, have you, because I'm, I'm to a point where people ask me like, "Hey, what what do you think?" And I'm like, "Ah, read a book. I don't know. Fuck, watch my YouTube channel. Listen to my podcast. Like, it's just it's come to a point where I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting frustrated, Nate, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it's that all that is is procrastination, right? I mean, re- really, it's it's and it it's across the board. No matter what it is, you tell people to do something, or this is what you need to do, and they won't do it, right? Like, hey. Uh, stop drinking all that soda and eating all that ice cream and it like, you know, but it's really good. Okay. Well then you're going to keep me in fact, or, <laughs> um, like, Hey, I don't have enough money. We'll get a different job that pays you like a sales job. Ah, but I, you know, that's, that's, that's scary. Uh, I mean, it, there, there's, there is it's so much. And the thing too, is like in, in, uh, uh, Wes Watson says this, but it's like when, when like those people, right? Like, Oh, I don't want to, they they don't they don't want to make sacrifices for for and I'm sorry to say this and, I, and I'm in the you know I'm in the same position but we all are to a sense like for an average life like what what's so great about your shit you know what I mean it's not like you're saying hey yeah sell your Lambo and it, like it's just a it's a it's a it's a Ford it's a it's you know you're telling people to sell the re- it's regular stuff right sell your house like all right like it's it's probably an average house you know it's not like these people that don't want to do anything and it's not like it's this extravagant life that they have that they're afraid to move like you're you're talking about moving away from an average life right like it's not like it's a, a crazy thing that, that and but people even don't they are they we are so comfortable we get so comfortable with with what we do and with having this these average things um that you know it's hard when to do any of it you know whether it's losing weight whether it's putting on muscle whether it's uh, you know, making more money, what, you know, do, going to do a different job, starting your own business. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's all it is, is people are comfortable. They procrastinate. And so then in five, 10 years, they're going to be in the same spot and not change anything. Um, and, and, and it takes time. And a lot of the stuff that we're doing, um, y- you, you can get discouraged sometimes because you don't see the change right away, right? Like you're doing this stuff day in and day out. And it's, it's this long-term thing that you're putting in. Cause you know, one day, it's you're going to get that explosion. You're going to all of a sudden it's going to do two times, five times. You know, then then the the curve that's just 
slowly inching up is going to explode. Right. And it's, it's, but it's hard. People don't have the patience for that. We are in such a instant gratification world with Amazon and, and all the other stuff that we have DoorDash, uh, everything we get to us instantly. We don't have to wait for, we don't have to go do anything for that. If putting in work and doing things to get results is, is not acceptable for people. Well, and to the people that, the people that I met with these last couple weeks, I'll say this because you're probably, you're probably not listening. You probably haven't gotten to this point in the episode. <laughs> keep listening, keep subscribing and tell your friends about us. Cause you ain't going to do the shit anyways. Right. So like to the people that I have had a conversation with and even the audience, like I will say this at some point in time, the shit that you have consumed literally does not mean anything. You're not going to remember, you know, unless, you know, unless you're making memories, unless you're having experiences, like the one thing that I, and again, I don't have a Lamborghini, I don't have a Ferrari, but I'm just guessing the people that have acquired some nice shit, they, they like, they cherish that thing. They have that experience with it. They have a relationship with it. You're 19 or you're, you know, you're 2019 Kia Optima that's got the fucking stupid solar fucking, you know, plug-in battery that gets eight miles to the gallon when you're on battery and, you know, 12 miles to the gallon when you're on gas or whatever it is. I just, I just fucked that up, but you're not going to like, those aren't making experiences for you. And like, you're just trying to keep up with everyone else instead of trying to kind of blaze your own path to like be happy. You know what I mean? And, and, and it comes to a point where I've come to realize that if you're not happy, if you're not like, if you're not happy with yourself, you're probably not going to be happy with the world outside. And it's one of the things, at least, at least for me over this last year of us doing this podcast consistently, us, you know, you know, sticking to our goals and, and trying to, trying to reach a little bit further, trying to do things that are a little different or trying to do things that are outside the norm. God, it's not, it doesn't like you can be, all you have to do is patient for like a little bit, like a little bit longer than everyone else. And you're going to see results and you're going to see like, if you do 75 hard, okay, it's a fucking workout challenge. It's not even a workout challenge. It's just spend 90 minutes a day working out. Don't drink booze, read 10 pages, take a selfie every day and, and be on a diet and drink you're a gallon of water. water. Yeah. It, you're gonna see results, and in 75, 75 days is not very far. It's not very long. I can promise you. By the time this podcast comes out, January first is is farther than seventy five days. Like you literally could accomplish your goals, whatever it is, physical, mental, whatever it is. Like you could read in, you could read two books by the time Christmas happens, and you could accomplish something. And I just think that it needs to be a wake up call. And if you're one of those types of people who who just vomits whatever you think I want to hear or vomits out whatever you think your neighbor wants to hear, they don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. It When I ask people, like, what's your big ballsy goal? And you tell me, you know, some crazy cool thing. I go, well, why don't you go do it? And they're like, and they give me, you know, they rattle off 10 excuses. And I'm like, well, okay. You clearly haven't thought about it and you haven't tried. And that's, that's too bad. That's really disappointing because – when you're on your deathbed, when you're 85, 90, whatever it is, and you know you're you're sitting there lying back and realizing that you know the life that you could have had, God, you're gonna be filled with a ton of regret. And I can promise you, I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna be the person at 85 going, "Fuck, I'm tired. God, pick me up. I need I need a break." You know, I've been so you know I've been doing you know so much cool shit. You know, and that's I, I think that's a mind shift. You know, a mindset shift that people need to have. 
and realize that it's the goals and the wants and desires are so obtainable. You just gotta, you just gotta put in a little bit more work, you know, a little, just a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it, it starts with discipline and, and putting in work and, and, uh, putting in work, man, it, it makes you feel so good. You know, and you know, you, I, you know, you see all the time people aren't feeling good, mental health, depressed, whatever the thing is. And like the, the answer to a lot of it and, and, we all go through stuff, you know, myself included, but the answer is really putting in work, like going to the gym, uh, reading, eat, eating healthy, like being disciplined and doing things that are good for you that you know are good for you uh, is going to make you feel better. Like, I, I think that's where, you know, a lot of stuff comes is like when, you know, we're, when we're not doing the stuff we're doing and we know it, right? You're like drinking this beer, you know, it's not good for you eating this candy bar, you know, it's not like, in, but you're doing it anyways, even though, you know, it's not good for you. And then you're going to feel, you know, bad about yourself. Cause you know, you're self-sabotaging yourself. You are literally self-sabotaging yourself by doing things that you know, aren't good for you. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not perfect yet. I still, and, uh, even though I haven't had ice cream cookies or, uh, uh donuts all year, like, yeah, I'll still have a piece of candy cause it doesn't fall in those three things. But I, and I know though, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have had that little, a little sour gummy worm. Um, but you know, it, it's, and it's, and it's still, it's, it's always adding what more can I add to better myself? Cause I know th- th- these are things that I'm not doing versus, you know, what are you doing? It's things I'm not doing, you know, like I haven't drank any alcohol. I haven't, you know, that's even a thing. Not that I even drink a lot of alcohol, but it's just a thing that you are doing this staying disciplined, not hurting yourself, your body. Um, and, and it just, it makes you feel that much better. You, knowing that you're doing this, knowing that you're doing these things and other people aren't. Other people don't have the, the discipline to, to do that, and you do. It's it's a thing that just makes you feel better, and, and, and it's a good thing for you. I mean, how how is that a bad thing at all when you're giving up good things to make yourself feel better and to get to where you want to go? Well, and it just, it just gives you, like, so much more energy. Like, I, I can promise you, dude, I got – I was hammered on Saturday night, okay, and I felt like shit for the next two days. I, I don't want to do anything. And it's like, good God, like that's, that's a horrible way to live your life. And it was funny. Cause I, I looked back on that night when I get hammered drunk and I'm like, I did not have that much fun. I just didn't. It was not that much fun. You know what? And, and I'll give you an alcohol one. Okay. And I, I was thinking about this cause I was writing down, I've been working on kind of like a, a contract with myself on like, what do I want? Like, what is the ideal JC? Like, who is that person? And I, I wrote down, doesn't drink alcohol. I was like, fuck. Like some of the, some of the coolest and greatest people I've ever met has been over a drink. And I'm not talking about having 30 beers and hanging out with your buddies and shotgun and, you know, you know, Keystone light. I'm talking about some of the coolest, greatest people I've, I've just had a cocktail with. And it wasn't any, like, it wasn't, it wasn't in like, um, it wasn't in like overabundance, you know what I mean? And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, fuck. What if, what if, like, if the whole cocktail thing, right? Like, what if that cocktail was like forty dollars? What if that shot of bourbon was worth forty dollars? How much, like, how much more would you savor it? And what if you didn't drink all year long, but you had a couple drinks, but they were like out of a a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of bourbon or a bottle of wine that cost you two, three, four, five hundred dollars? How much of a memory? And like, who who are the people you'd want to share that with? 
And like you would have like an experience around that. And and you're like, well, I can't afford that. And you're like, well, okay, we'll quit buying fucking 12 packs of Bud Light every week and, and getting fat. Like why not just celebrate like two or three times a year with something expensive, with something with the Ferrari of fucking liquor. And I'm just saying, like, I was I was thinking about like that contract and stuff, and I'm like, shit, like, you know, to celebrate, you know, hey, fuck, this is this is episode, you know, eighty or whatever. Hey, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a little taster, you know, and but it's gonna be the best. It's not gonna be just a fucking hundred calorie beer that means nothing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Did I, mean, I go too far? I went too far. No, I get it. No, that <laughs> no, but that makes sense. I mean, but it, it's it's uh yeah, I mean, if you if you want to even that's a good analogy, right? Like we do, like a lot of people will just spend, you know, not savoring it. Like you're spending whatever the cheap beer just to get drunk and just to have that good, which is fine, right? Like it, there's nothing. I've done that plenty of times. We we all have most people, and and some of the greatest people that we're trying to you know catch up to or meet or what. I mean, they've all done that too, right? But then you know they also talk about to the point though, like you said that time you spent doing that let's just say you spent three four hours at the place then the next day of of not being productive because you felt like shit for however many hours like it's just all that is it's just it's it's time wasting right like man what productive things that i could have been doing that were productive with that time instead of not feeling good the next day and you know uh drinking doing whatever you know the night before and the uh big thing about it is just that it's it's productivity like doing Doing this that's productive versus doing that that's not productive. You know, it's and it's not. A, it doesn't always have to be with alcohol. Well, it could be with anything. You know, all different things, right? People that spend hours on hours on the weekend just binge watching Netflix, like that's not a great thing to do either. So you know, cutting that out and doing something. It's it's alcohol is just a good thing because a lot of people do that and can relate to it. But I mean, there's so many other things that we could replace the alcohol, the Netflix, or or whatever other activities that are just not productive sitting there mindless type things versus doing things that are productive. So with that being said, guys, it, I think we need to wrap it at that. It, uh, I got an early morning, Nate, dude, I, I gotta, I gotta strap up a trailer, drag it through South Georgia. It's going to be amazing. It's gonna be raining. It's gonna be wonderful, man. That sounds great. It sounds, you are taking some action and we need the audience to take some action by liking, subscribing, leaving a comment, leaving a review, sharing the show, uh, the only way we can grow this short show is if you share it, you help it by liking it, subscribing, leaving a review. We appreciate it. JC's taking action. He's me traveling around the country starting tomorrow. I'm gonna take an action, get back on my, uh, you know, what I'm gonna be working out on the first thing in the morning tomorrow at the gym. So that's what I'll be doing. But uh, we appreciate uh, you guys listening, and uh, you know, please share the show. All right. Till next time. Take some action. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours.